Cynthia, thanks so much for joining us here today on Your Story Global. We're really looking forward to unpacking your story and sharing a little bit of hope and inspiration for people who might be going through similar things. So maybe tell us a little bit about who Pia is and how you got here. Well, first of all, thanks for allowing me to do this. Although actually, um, this is not something I ordinarily do, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, so I'm a professional facility manager. That's my job, but it's not me. You know, I'm, uh, I collect things. I have a family like everybody else. I have a job like everybody else. I live in Johannesburg. Uh, the oddities about me, hmm, I collect stamps, strange things. Now I collect uh, old vintage postcards as well. Um, and yeah, I like to garden, vegetables in particular. I like to share them around with my neighbors, my family. You know, anybody who wants them in the neighborhood, I really like it's nice. It gives me a sense of accomplishment. Something you, I'm good at. You know, you, you've said something that has suddenly ignited an aha moment. You and I have known each other for ages. Your email address is PKR Stamps. And I've always been like, what is the stamps? Now I get it. <laughs> well, you see, the, the, the thing was, I set it up to, 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 to do my stamp business. And I still have one. Okay. I'm a registered stamp dealer with uh, SEPTA. And wow. so I gained this knowledge through my dad. My dad had been doing stamps his entire life. And, you know, I... I pretty much figured out when he passed away, I pretty much figured out why he liked stamps so much and why he was so knowledgeable and why he did what he did. Okay. First of all, it got our family out of the trouble many, many, many times. It's, it wow. bought us houses, bought us cars. It made my dad well self-made and it kept him going. So whenever there was trouble or there's hard times or things were difficult, he would, how do we say, go to his cave as I used to call it and disappear with his stamps. That but is... You could always, that is, so that is so fascinating. That is so fascinating. And I think collecting stamps is a bit of a dying art, isn't it? It's not quite as popular as it was back in the day. Well, actually, you might think that for people in the know, we absolutely, you know, people who know stamps, oh, really? Well, we don't use that anymore. We don't use that anymore. Evans, what are you talking about? True. The dinosaur type. No, actually, you know, out there, the stamp market is quite vibrant, uh, particularly in the United States, uh, Europe. Uh, South Africa's got a reasonable market. Obviously, the people you know that have the money are leaving, um, but it doesn't really matter. It's, a, it's an international thing, you know. Absolutely. And you collect, you collect countries over the world. You know, I don't normally, I don't do that. I specialize. So for me, yeah. you know, I I built this knowledge. This is not knowledge that you buy. This is not knowledge mm -hmm. you learn mm -hmm. in a book. This is not knowledge you gain from uh, just reading. And you can, mm -hmm. but I've learned this from my dad. And so, yeah. You know, I learned over the years from him and many years and doing this and doing that and going to stamp meets and all that. I still go. We still have fairs in Johannesburg three, four times a month. Wow. And so, yeah. Good you grief. Know, so they have okay. and all sorts of things. And That's interesting. Makes me, makes me spare cash when I'm at home. There and you go. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of my, what do you want to call it? Side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But you know what? I want to pick up on something you said. You said something to the effect of, nobody taught me this. This is knowledge that I've learned. This is stuff that I've picked up from my dad. And what I'm hearing there is this is experience, but this is experience combined with passion. When you do something you're passionate about, that learning happens. And isn't the same true about life in general? You know, the ebbs and flows of life. Yeah, it is, you know, you. I think sometimes, you know, people are so mired or bogged down in their jobs and, mm -hmm. you know, the stresses of the day and, you know, all those things that kind of like whirl around in your brain. You know, I was reading something, when is it, a couple of days ago, 
They say everybody has a roommate. And I, well, I, I read this and I thought, man, what are you talking about? Then they said, no, it's that voice in your head. That's your roommate. <laughs> I think I've got so, a few of them. <laughs> so I thought to myself, oh, oh that, that, that roommate's kind of loud sometimes. And, he, and, and, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of mind work and a lot of work, you know, reading these blogs and reading what's on LinkedIn and, and, and you know, just general motivation. So, because you live, I live alone here in Accra. Yeah. And I try to keep myself sane. And in so doing, I'm trying to do all the mind work because obviously it's part of my job search. But I'm also trying to keep myself positive. My daughter always says, Dad, you complain so much. I've tried to stop that. So, you know, Absolutely. the little voice in my head, that's where the voice comes from. So, Absolutely. you know, the stamps, the stamps is always something I could like retreat to. And I think my dad had the same problem. Absolutely. You know, they don't talk back. You can look at them for hours. They, they teach you things. And if they, they do talk back, fantastic. But they, you know what? There's you. there's merit in the talking back. You know, let's talk about this roommate concept for a little bit. And I love that concept. Like I say, I think I have a whole host of them in there. But I learned recently to start talking back to the voices in my head. And I know it sounds like I'm advocating for schizophrenia here, right? I'm really not. But when you talk back to those voices, first of all, they sound so loud and generally they're the negative voices. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? Why are you even trying, right? But the, <laughs> exactly. But the minute you stand up to that voice, then the dynamic changes. It's almost like a bully. The minute you stand up to a bully, they shrink. Can, yeah, can well, you know you your mind, your mind is, is well. It's the most powerful tool in the in the human system, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, besides your heart and all the rest of it. But the mind is really an amazing thing. And the more you learn about it, the more you start to understand that. Well, the only person who can do anything about where you are or what you're doing is yourself. So if you talk to yourself and tell yourself, "Well, I'm a great guy," and I da 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 whatever, you know, and you keep telling yourself that, you'll eventually come to believe it. You know, it's when you tell a lie. The more you tell yourself that lie, the better mm -hmm. it becomes. Mm -hmm. more embellished it becomes the more mm -hmm. fun it becomes mm -hmm. and of course eventually it's truth mm -hmm. whether it happened or not it's immaterial but your brain tells you well it's that's fact Absolutely. well it's the same with doing this roommate business you know uh, yeah. I've, you know people yeah. talk to themselves yeah i know people are going to tell you oh but i don't talk to myself no you're yeah. mad you're off your head no 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 <laughs> we all talk to ourselves we all have that little thing in our head that tells us are you going to eat that are you mad <laughs> or, are you going to go there or well, do you know what you are doing? And you're going to touch, no, man, just be quiet. I'm busy. You know, that type of thing. So that's it. You've got to constantly but talk to yourself and work yourself. It's like, it's like anything you do. You, you've got to constantly tell yourself, listen, forget about what's going on in the background. Forget the noise. Just focus. Absolutely. But here's the thing, Pierre, you know, as a teacher of mindset, those voices come from somewhere and mindset is really a collection of attitudes, beliefs and ideas based on our experience, our culture and our upbringing. I was so, about to say experience, you have to add to that. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. So I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball question. What experiences have you been through that have created these voices that you're now reframing in your head? Sure. Where do I start? Heaven's above. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, okay, we'll start with not my uh, my personal video I made for you, but I'll, I'll tell you. Well, my dad had a rest. Well, my dad used to work for a company called the Urban Foundation, mm -hmm. and the rest and and the Urban Foundation did funding and stuff. And he had a, a colleague, 
and they became eventually business partners. So they used to stand staring out of their window down onto Bromfontein and one on the one corner, I think, it, I can't remember the name of the street. Anyway, they got this thing into their head one day to open up a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Anyway, but what the guy, what, what so-called as partners do, this guy kind of fudged my dad's signature on the JHI lease. So when the restaurant went downhill, as it would, because they weren't restaurateurs, yeah. um, they figured it out. And of course, my dad was in the hole for that entire sum of rent, which obviously we could oh, not wow. pay. Oh, wow. So I just, my, we lived in Veldsfrieden Park at the time. And my dad, I was working at Nedbank because that was one of my first jobs. And my dad phoned me, my mom phoned me and she says, listen, the sheriff's at the front gate. I said, what? That was like my first role in with the law in that oh, respect. Yes. And everybody was like in panic mode. Listen, the sheriff's going to take all our, all our things. And the car that you have, I had a Mazda 323. It was my first car that my dad gave me. Mm-hmm. And they, what they wanted, obviously, attached it because it was my dad's mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. So he said, listen, go to the licensing department and get that thing changed post Hayside. I dumped work, <laughs> went, and off I went. That was days when service delivery from the government still worked. So Correct. I went to the root of the department, and ergo, I changed the documents to my name. And that was good. But that was my first run-in with... Mm-hmm. an experience that really held I wouldn't say held true throughout my life but it affected me greatly and it affected our family it's, a lot I never it shaped my, you never it shaped you it did yeah I never seen my father sit behind his desk that day and cry his eyes up that day he did because mm-hmm. that day we were in trouble mm-hmm. but he, you know my family my mom and dad always try to keep things from us so we weren't mm-hmm. really in the know but I could see that this was a problem mm-hmm. anyway so when it came to in, in later life when it came to signing documents I was always, ah, no, 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 we're not doing this. Or why? I would always investigate. I was always yes. interrogated. I was, and as I'd worked in the bank and was working in the bank, mm-hmm. I was really much involved with closing people's businesses mm-hmm. and getting money back for the bank, the collections and things like that. So as a result, I then also was involved with the law and I, I worked okay. with a lot of lawyers. And they all said, Pierre, you know, when you sit down to do this, you're very analytical, very, you, you, you keep to the point, you stick with it and yes. you, you know, you focus on the deal. And you yes. focus on either getting the money back or or whatever the case may be, best, best case scenario for the bank. Mm. And again, that also shaped me. So, mm. and then of course, the the last part of the last the last year or so, that also ran me into an attorney again. Mm. You know, so the law seems to, you know, and, and, mm. and I've learned out of all these things, I've learned a whole lot of things. I've learned mm. you don't sign documents that you don't know what you're signing. Read it first, mm. because if you don't, it will come and bite you, but make no mistake. When there's money involved, people are always, yeah. oh, it's fine, it's friendly and rest. And I had a business partner as well. Um, when I when I left the bank, mm. I went, I went landscaping. Okay. It was entirely, <laughs> it was entirely <laughs> different. <laughs> and I, okay. And my, my friend and I always we sat down, you know, would say as one does, you know, sit down over beers and dinner and family brides and all those nice things. Mm-hmm. And we decided, no, no, we want to do landscaping. We want to own our own business. Well, this is a great idea. So the more you talked about it, yeah. the more this plan sounds great, the more it will, this will make pots of money, man. This is cool. And in, in, that, in that time, it was, it was not everybody was, no, I wouldn't say everybody was doing it, but there were mm-hmm. lots of guys out there. There were lots mm-hmm. of people doing it. There were lots of creativity. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a relatively creative, a crea- creative guy. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've landscape gardens. I studied landscape design. At Lifestyles Garden Centers College of Design, and you know, I have a flair. For, I have a. I like to do arty things sometimes. Although it's yes, not, I've got to motivate myself. I've got to want to. 
Yes. And it's not going to be if I have to, it's because I want mm-hmm. to. And if I don't want to, then of course, it's really difficult to find inspiration, you know, when you've got to <laughs> like tell the client, you have got to be ready in a couple of days, but I've got to draw the artwork first. Oh, well, you don't know. And so, <laughs> so it's a bit of a problem. So True. along came the law, along came the law, and along came a business partner. So you had, lucky we signed a partnership agreement and everything was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But the one day a phone call arrived saying, oh, we fought lots, we fought plenty. Okay. And he was my, one of my best friends. We were friends for about 10 years or so, probably more. Yeah. And one day he says to me, now I want to close a business. And oh, I was wow. in, I was, you know, I was standing in the garden or in Veldsfruiden Park of one of my clients. He's actually a doctor and it's the, it's the old Cape Dutch style house. In actual fact, mm. today it's a guest house. But anyway, okay. he said to me, I want to close it now. Now, obviously going back to the bank, I close businesses and I know that those close a business takes about a year. Anyway, oh, wow. we serviced the client's garden, sorted out, and off we went back. Mm. Then we did the job, we finished, we started weaning off our clients and all that type of stuff, and that's where it stopped. And that was the end of that. So, good grief. That's where the law got me. Now, having a business agreement was yeah. the thing that saved me because that allowed me to get 50% of everything we had. Had I not had that in place, then again, I would not have been able to actually do anything. So gladly, that's why the law followed me again. So I'd learned from the experiences of the past and done all these things. And I, and it, it was like, you know, I built upon it. So I, I'm, a, I'm a mine of information. You know, I'm a, Absolutely. how do we put it? I wouldn't say a sponge, but yes, yes. gather this type of stuff and I keep it. And but I put now, the filing cap. But now this <laughs> is interesting, you know, so, so what you experienced as a teenager or as a young adult um, with your parents' situation stood you in good stead for an experience later in life. However, so. it didn't preclude that sense of loss because there is a sense of loss. You lost the business, you oh, know, yeah, so, yeah. So, so it's almost like so, so there's this theme of loss that has followed you. And yet I look at you today and you don't have a chip on your shoulder. You seem fairly positive. You add a lot of value in your career. Um, so how has this theme of loss, how have you mitigated it through your life? Uh, well, I would say that the, the, the person you see here is kind of like, I suppose the person I want you to see. Interesting. I'm not a, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's okay. So when I go to work, okay, my, my dad always just say to my mom, you know, she's a Jekyll and Hyde. Then you mm. know the story of Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. So at home, you're an entirely different person. At work, you're an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. So at home, you know, I need to vent every now and again. Mm. And my family, obviously, is my sounding board. And they sure. don't like that. <laughs> Over the couple of years when I was going through all this nonsense, you know, that was how I went about it. And Absolutely. it really, at one stage, it became a real problem. My wife said, listen, if you don't stop complaining and making yourself negative and stop being full of nonsense, there's going to be problems. So I picked myself up. And that's when I started writing a journal. I never journaled, ever. And you okay. know how you no, know how proud I am of that because this is something I teach. Get those thoughts out of your head and stop venting on the innocent bystanders. That's it. <laughs> so that's what I did. So, so it was a matter of I bought a I bought a moleskin diary, mm-hmm. blank pages just with lines. Wow. And I read about journaling somewhere and somebody said, Well, you know, it doesn't matter what comes out of there. Just mm-hmm. just allow the pen to be the exit point of all the nonsense in your head. Absolutely. Clear the, 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 
clear the filing cabinets and let go. So yes. I did just that. No matter what came to mind, if I was thinking about, oh, those stamps, or I was thinking about that cup of coffee, mm. or I had that beer, or whatever, I just write it. It doesn't Absolutely. matter what order it came out, it doesn't matter how it came out. So Fabulous. all of a sudden it was like, clears. So, you know, <laughs> it's something I've never done. So okay. over the years, you know, over the years, I've kind of, I've changed a great deal. You know, and I think mm. I asked my, my kids the other day, and I said to them, do you find that I still complain so much? My daughter said, Dad, you still do, but you're getting better. Keep at it. <laughs> so trust, trust the kids to be honest, right? Because if well, I ever want thing. honesty, I know my son's going to give it to me, boy. <laughs> well, my, yeah, exactly. So my son my son gave me some sound uh, advice the other day because, mm -hmm. you know, he's, out of, he's, he's finished matric now. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's got two years to go for school. And I asked her, she said, no, Dad, you, you're doing well. You need to just keep at it. So I constantly tell myself, don't be negative. Then I had another roommate here. They stayed with me for a couple of months. A proper you know, roommate, not a, not a roommate. A proper roommate, yeah. <laughs> no. And he lives in Cape Town. Uh -huh. Really nice guy. And he also said to me, Pierre, you know, it's, you just have to tell yourself, be, be positive all the time. Have, be around positive people, do positive things. And so I used to be very negative. At one stage, I was almost sick because I was so negative always. When I worked at the bank, I was unhappy. I was sick every other week. And I just kept telling myself, oh, it's not going anywhere. And I can't do this and I can't do that. So from, from going from there to where I am today, let me tell you, if, if you looked at me a year or so later, a year, year and a half ago, late, late, last year before, mm -hmm. I was a very different person and the hair was a lot less grayer. But mm -hmm. I think coming to a cross actually made it that there's a reason for why the universe wanted me here. I'm one of those. I like the universe. You know, it's a, it's, it's a great place. And, you know, it kind of there was obviously something there was a reason why i needed to be here there's obviously yes. a reason that i needed to connect to these people there yes. was a reason i needed to be here to learn things from other people and i also now i obviously i work in accra and the culture is very different so mm. i obviously have to temper the way i think and do into mm. the way they think and do mm. and again i've changed that i've also i've tried to work so that, I, so that i'm constantly i'm obviously alone quite a lot so mm. i've tried to keep it that I work at things all the time. So if I'm doing something, then I'm like, I'm busy on LinkedIn profile. I'm not LinkedIn profile, but I mean LinkedIn learning, or I'm doing a Udemy yes. course, or I'm constantly trying to upgrade myself in my career. Absolutely. Then I'm reading things about, you know, mind work, or I watch YouTube and I see, you know, a guy like Earl Nightingale. Now Earl Nightingale was many years, many, many, many years, but Earl Nightingale had amazing voice on radio. Mm -hmm. And he also had a, um, all these motivational things to say. And he was, and he would say, as, as you think, so shall you be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you think negative, you're going to be negative. If Absolutely. you want a new job, tell yourself, you want a new job. In actual fact, I read somewhere the other day, I was writing, I've been writing in a book. Nobody mm. knows this. And I've been writing in a book. I want a new job in South Africa in two months. There you go. But then I read somewhere along the line on one of the other courses I did. No, 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 no. You not. You must do it in the present. I think it's in the future tense. No, because in you're the trained, past tense. Past tense is best or present tense. So you never say I want because I want That's denotes I a lack. I That's have. It. Exactly. I am in my amazing new job in Johannesburg and I did it within less than two months. That's how this you is do the it. Thing. Yes. So I started on the 15th of December and mm -hmm. it was all those tenses. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I changed it, and I, as I read something, and I thought, like, yeah. but this is not right. I'm not training my brain correctly. So I stopped it, and I did it the other way. That's it. So, but you got to tell yourself, you know, this is a concept. You know, it's like when you want that nice car. Yes. What do you tell yourself? Oh, mm -hmm. I want that car. And you constantly tell your friends, you know that car? I'm going to buy that car. That's yes. just the way of reinforcing all the time. Correct. So 
I did the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. So I'm Absolutely. a work in progress. I'm not perfect. And everybody knows me, and I'm not a perfect guy. But those That's who do know me, you know. Always want constantly doing this. Never sits still. I don't sit still. Sit at home. My wife. But I think I think this is what I love about you. You know, since I've known you, you are on this constant cycle of improvement. What's the next thing that I'm looking out for? But here's what I've noticed about you. You're always asking yourself, what do I want? Where am I going? And as you know, it's a big part of my teaching. We've got to first define where we're going before we can map the steps to get there. And you are mapping those steps every single day. You're doing these daily consistent actions. And the proof is in the pudding. Your daughter said to you, you're better than yeah. you were. <laughs> and well, also in, in, in your journal, if you look in your journal, how your language has changed just over a few weeks, there's definitely growth there. And that's that's something to own. It, it has. If I, if I go back, if I go back, I started, I think it was, oh, gee, it must have been about 2005. And if I look at then and I look at now, oh, there's been a vast difference. This is like, you wouldn't say it's the same person, but there are still the same issues hold, hanging around. There's still the same things swirling around, like, mm-hmm. you know, credit cards, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the things that everybody has, all those problems, I wouldn't say suffer with, but we struggle with, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like a, it's like a lead weight. So yes. over the years, I've, I've kind of like, I've gotten better at getting rid of these things. So. You know, but the journaling has kind of helped because I start reading and I go backwards and I say to myself, what have I achieved? What have I really done? What have, what have I gotten? What have I achieved by doing what I've been doing? Absolutely. So, you know, if you look at the journal, if I go back 2005, you know, I wrote in it. I remember the first page. It was first or second page and I wrote in there. I would like a house with. And uh-huh. the house must have swimming pool, study for me, mm-hmm. double garage, three bedrooms, two bathrooms and a garden. There you go. Okay. And it must be face brick. Okay. Yeah. Come 20, who was it? 2016, my wife says to me one day, Pierre, we are moving out of this house because <laughs> this house is too small and the two kids are now getting bigger and they need their own rooms. So, and I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I hate moving. <laughs> and there's a reason I hate moving. And it's yeah. got nothing to do with change. It's, it's all got to do with my psyche, my my how I'm how I'm made up. Okay. My life when I was at school, we mm. moved every two to three years. Oh wow! Because my dad's work and where you know yes. it wasn't and you know things were different then. You know people think you know we had it easy. No, it wasn't easy. Yeah. My dad every couple of years he lost a job or he didn't have a job or he had a job and then it went fine and then we moved to where we stayed. And that's so it. eventually he came to Joe because he was transferred up here and so that's where we got. But at the end of the day, we also moved schools. And while we were in mm-hmm. Joburg, I moved schools, I think. So it was primary, it was one, about three times, and then to, mm-hmm. I think twice, no, twice primary, and then to high school, I stayed in the one high school all the way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, and, and you, you look like, at things, You like that stability because you've had I, I that wanted, disruption. That's it. I wanted mm-hmm. stability for my children and for me and all the rest. Correct. So when my wife said, no, we sat in this house, I was like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> She eventually got me around in an okay. unlimitable way. She said, no, Pierre, that's a good idea. Yes. I'm like, panic. But anyway, it's fine. So I quietly said, okay, we'll just do this. Okay. So across the road, not far from where we stayed, opposite the uh, uh-huh. Hospital, it okay. was always a complex where we were looking at. Okay. And so, and so, with what I wrote in the journal, arrived. I my okay. word. Right. I love stories like that. It I arrived. love 
That is amazing. I promise you. And I can show you the journal. It's there still. Okay. But you know, pages, however, yeah. on the other pages, however, not far from those pages were, what would I like to drive? Uh-huh. I, I know where this is going. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not going anywhere. I know what you think that it's not going anywhere. So what I'd like to drive was a double cab Land Cruiser, an Aston Martin DB9. Oh, wow. I, I would have to concur yeah. with you on that one. <laughs> right? Oh, it wasn't a nine. That was a Vantage. Then was Vantage. Right. It was Vantage. Okay. But it changed okay. over this. But it's still with Aston mm -hmm. Martin. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm a huge James Bond fan. <laughs> and that's just that yeah, it was just I just love incredible, it. incredible. Yeah, a Land Cruiser, but that was just something I've always. It was either a Land Cruiser or a Land Rover, but Land Rovers okay. leak oil badly, so it was kind of like buying <laughs> trouble. And Land Cruiser goes forever. There you, know, you go. So, so anyway, <laughs> if the whole use them, so can I. So anyway, and that was sitting in it. So that's never come to fruition. That never happened. Mm. Okay, but I got close. I got close. You did indeed. I, bought, I did. I bought a brand new. X, Isuzu X Rider, and it took me mm -hmm. 30 years to obtain it. That's it. But you know, Pierre, it reminds me of, and I mean, I think I've shared this story with you as well. You know, I, I do the vision boards as well as the journaling, right? And when it comes to ideating my dreams i like the visual right so i do vision boards and i found a vision board from about i don't want to lie probably 25 years ago not too long ago when i was packing up the apartment in cape town um so it was an old vision board and guess what car was on there you know uh, Suzuki, Suzuki, Jimny. Suzuki Jimny. I have wanted this car for over 20 <laughs> years. And you know, when I bought her, when did I buy her? What, three, four years ago? When I bought her, it felt like a dream come true for me. But it took me seeing that old vision board to get goosebumps and think, Chantal, you did this. You did this. And my wow. question, my question is, if we do this consciously, what else are we doing unconsciously? What else are we attracting into our lives unconsciously through complaints, negative talk? Because the power is there. The, 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 the same principle applies of attracting things that you talk about, that you write down, that you see, that you cut pictures out of. The principle is there and the universe doesn't say, oh, I'm going to give you a Jimny because that's best for you. Maybe the universe says, <laughs> I'm going to bring you the stuff that you feared most because you talked most about that. Well, it's the thing, you know, you've got to, you, you tell yourself you want all these things. You tell yourself what you'd like and what you, how it'll feel and this and that. And I think that's what you're supposed to do. Correct. You know, if you want, to, like, you know, you know, children are a great, uh, a great example. So, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to a shop mm -hmm. and you watch the kids and they tell you, no, mom, you know, I'd like this toy and, and mother, nah. And so, okay, so she says no, and they're coming to the shop again the next week, you know, I'd like that toy. So they, so they <laughs> excuse me, so they're persistent. Yes. <laughs> One thing, okay. Then they've obviously seen it, so they now know exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. So then they say, you know, I want that. Mm -hmm. And you're going to give them an alternative, and they say, no, no, but I want that. Absolutely. So you've already got it, now they've planted it in their head that with persistence and with what's in their vision and they've seen, that's what I'd like. Now we adults are the same. We're no yeah. different. We just, because we, uh, you know, people think, well, just because we're 50 or 60 or 70 or 20, we all, we all, we know, we, we, we think, yes, we all think differently, but no, deep down, I like sure. to ask people the question. So if you, I'm 52. So if yeah. I'm 52, somebody asked me, so if you're 52, how do you think? Mm. 
And I said, well, mm. <laughs> I think I'm around 20, 25 around there somewhere. Uh, oh, well, you're, young, think... you're younger than me. I think about 35. <laughs> but anyway. so you see what I'm saying? So, you, so if you, but you, 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 use, you, your, if you raise... use your mind, mm. you know, if, you, if you're going to that and you think to yourself, okay, yeah, yeah. then... You know, then anything's possible because obviously in your mind you're youthful. In your mind, your body's Absolutely. good to go. You know, That's in your it. mind everything is fine. So your mind is is the powerhouse of your body. It really Correct. is. Correct. Correct. But I, I love I love your analogy about the children, and I think we can really take a leaf out of that. I've got an expression that I use quite often: "Life has knocked the stuffing out of you," and. You know, this is what happens. We, we, we're we children and we're filled with wonder and hope and dreams and visions and plans. And we know what we want. And then life happens and it knocks the stuffing out of you. And I know you've oh. had the stuffing knocked out. I've had the stuffing knocked out. And we've we but that's it. And we forget our dreams and we forget to be childlike in that pursuit and that perseverance that those kids have got. And it's a good reminder for us, right? Is you know, but you also have to say to yourself, you know, come. I would say, well, uh, well, an old expression: "Come rain, come shine." You know, yeah. you know, come hell or high water, whichever. You know, you, you've still written the dream down, you've still written the goal down. Okay, mm -hmm. so now, of course, life kicks in, and oh, but I don't have the money. Oops. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now, adult know, problems. Now, that's an adult problem, then I'm an impatient chap. Yeah. You know, I used to be much more impatient than what I am now. I've mm -hmm. learned as I've gotten a little older, I've mellowed in terms of my patience, and I've, I've started to understand that. Well, why have I done that? I've done that because I found that my impatience created more problems than what it was worth. Mm -hmm. And I also found that by being impatient, you don't actually get to see what's really going on in front of you. True. It's like when I, it's like when I bought my previous car. Okay, this is. I think it's a great example, Frank. Frankly, because. I'd, I'd seen this car. Now, of course, this was a Isuzu 3-litre turbo diesel. Mm -hmm. A monster of the road, as they would say. <laughs> Double care. And it was bright red. <laughs> okay. Red's my colour. Okay. First. <laughs> Second of all, if you looked at it from the front, it just had all the muscle in creation. It looked like, uh -huh. get out of my way. I'm coming through, guys. <laughs> so, you know, but the thing was... I'd sold my two cars and this is what I wanted. And it served my purpose because being a facility manager allowed me to carry things on the back, do mm. my daily work and go home and use as a family car. Great, yes. no problem. So I went to go see a guy one morning in four ways and I said, I'd like to buy this car. And this was a white one. But his girlfriend had damaged the fender somewhere and I said, okay, have it fixed. No, okay. I said, look, I've got cash. I'll buy the car right now. Mm. No, I've got somebody that's looking at it. I promise that they can have a look at it Saturday and I'll get back to you. Mm. Obviously, I like my son was with me that afternoon, and I got I was like, I wasn't happy. You, you know, weren't like, impressed with that. <laughs> do, you, do you know who I am? I can yeah. feel that kind of kicking in. <laughs> I was kind of like, really? Yeah, are you really uh -huh. gonna do this? And I'm waving the money in front of you. You don't want it? Yes. But okay. But I, I was, I was, I was, I was blind by rage, really, and I didn't see what was the universe was trying to tell you. Now, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, so now I can say, Correct. well, why? But at that time, I didn't realize it. And, and it wasn't, I didn't listen. I wasn't paying attention because I was yes. like blind with rage. So I went back yes. to the office and I said to my son, Andrew, find me a car now. <laughs> so, he hops onto the, so he hops onto the auto trader and everything. And we will be duty found a car. And here comes this Suzu, bright red, and all those things. The one that I ah, bought. Okay. So, the one that checks all the boxes. 
Yes, uh-huh. of course it was. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't a blind rage, and I. That's and it. What the hell? That's, That's what I wanted. It. Absolutely. But anyway, so we get in the car. I go to Pretoria, and the company, of course, while well, we will remain nameless, because <laughs> they still have to be trading and they don't have a great name. So <laughs> I get there and I said to the guy, "All right, I'm interested." Okay, good. I'm being, I mean, I wasn't that clever either because I didn't sign the offer to purchase, and they used it against me, of course. So I said to them, "Look." And also, I made another dumb mistake. I said, I pay cash. Never do that to the dealer. Never, mm-hmm. ever do that to the dealer. Absolutely. I did that. Okay. Mistake number two. <laughs> 15, where's the car? No, no, it's here. So I have a look at the car. Okay, good. So I said, I'm coming back Saturday. I'm coming to buy it. Yeah. Okay. So can we do cash? Yeah, no problem. So we take a couple of grand off. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. That's sure. a typical car. So off yes. I went. I'm feeling. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, new car. That's Anyways, it. Though. And it's red. And it's red. <laughs> And it's really so I get there Saturday morning and no car. I said to the guy, I said, uh, where's the car? Oh no, it's in Brits. I said, what is it doing in Brits? No, they just went to show it to somebody. I said, but but I'm buying it. Oh, mm. no. Okay. Anyway, so Julie arrived an hour later. Now all right, already, you know, as a normal human being, you would be saying, that's a red flag. Absolutely. And in and in universe speak, that is a red flag. The universe Correct. is saying uh-uh. Knock, 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 knock. Stop. Hello? Wait. Yes. Stop. I <laughs> know. Oh, not me. <laughs> I, was, I was going like that. I was going like I was. I was everything was worth. I didn't see the, anything. That was just what I wanted. So, anyway, I did this. The car arrives. It's missing a few, one or two pieces. I open up the bonnet, and there was another indicator. And I looked at this and I said to the guy, What's this oil on top here? Oh no, it's this and this and this. I obviously was not experienced in this, so I didn't mm. know. And I just took it. Oh, okay, good. My my mechanic looked at me and he said, Hmm, it's a seal. Okay, good. And it was a seal, but there's more to it. Anyway, we'll go with the seal for now. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I looked at it and I took it around and oh, okay, it was good. Put foot and it really went. Man, it was powerful. Yo, it felt good. So anyway, <laughs> so I get back to the dealership and I say, Okay, how much? Then he says, but did you sign the offer to purchase? I said, no, why? I said that your, your, your salesman said it was all good. This is what we agreed on. Yeah. Oh, no, sir. You're going to need to pay another. There, there. No, 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 no. This is 165. And that's because we agreed to 160. He said, no. Oh, and I didn't have the cash. My dad gave me the balance and I had the balance on the sale of my cars. Yes. I had to put that into a credit card. Problem number three. I then <laughs> should have seen the third red flag. Universe shouting loudly. <laughs> It was, you know, it was clanging in my head by now, but by now, of course, I'm like, oh, no, I'm getting the car. Oh, what the hell is it? I was livid. I told the guy's fortune, and I told him everything under his butt. I paid the five grand, as he knew I would, so I paid it. Or yes. I mean, Julie got the car, felt great. Wow. Went home, fantastic. Five years of a whole lot of pain and suffering. Uh-huh. And money down the hill. I could have bought brand new car with the amount of money I spent on that car. That's it. And, and that is I such. Listen a... to what the universe told me. Yes. Not a damn thing. That is such so... a valuable lesson, Pierre. And you know what? So, I can so relate. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So now I don't run around so fast. Yes. I wait for things to happen. So in other words, Correct. good. We'll do this. I'll give it a day or two. If yes. we agree on something, I'll see what you do. Yes. If we don't, okay, fine, I'll let it go. Mm-hmm. And I won't force the issue. Under any circumstances, no way I'm going to force an issue. So if I'm going to do something or negotiate something, I won't force it. I will state my case, maybe negotiate a little bit, 
but Correct. it was too hard to do, too difficult. In other Correct. words, you've got to keep like And there's back. roadblocks. When there's roadblocks, yes. mm. it's like pulling teeth. It's like Excellent. it's like you've got to climb ten thousand hurdles just to get to the straight section of the road, Excellent. and that's just not on. And Absolutely. so I don't do that anymore. So in that respect, I've changed dramatically. Yes. Now I can see the wood for the fire and I, you know. <laughs> Smell the bright flares. <laughs> it's, I've changed. That's I've, moved, I've moved on. But I've also learned from those experiences. Correct. Out of that experience, I learned how a diesel engine works and why it works. I'm not a diesel mechanic, but now I can tell you right now, I'll, mm-hmm. I run diesel generators. I run... In Ghana here, I run four massive 600 kVA generators. They're all synchronized. So if I put on one, they'll wow. all four run. Okay. I know what those parts are, where those parts yeah. are, how those parts are, why they do what they do, and when they do what That's they're it. supposed to do. Okay, why? Because I bought that junker of a car. <laughs> yes, I probably wasn't supposed to have the car. Sure. But I also wasn't probably supposed to bankrupt myself almost buying, not buying the car, Correct. but spending the money on the car. Correct. But the reason it was in my life was obviously it needed to teach me something. It taught and, me mm-hmm. you can't have everything you want for a start. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to the signals around you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And of course, you know, just plan. Mm-hmm. You know, plan Excellent. what you want and how you want it. Don't just go all in. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, that's that's that to me is I always say, and you've said it a few times in this in this, you know, chat, um, or alluded to it, hindsight is twenty twenty. But as long as, you know, if we look at our lives and we look at the past, right? And I've got a you know me, I love talking about my past doesn't define me, but it's made me who I am. The experiences, that's it. And the experiences that I've gone through have all been a lesson and they've been dots connecting that has brought me to where I am. Now, perhaps if you had not had the experience with the red monster, you wouldn't have understood your generators so well today. And that stood you in good stead. So even though it was a mistake, and this is what I love, my drug history was a mistake. Of course, no one's going to choose that, right? But there's so no, much beauty that came out of it. And there's so many lessons and things that I can use today. And that is powerful. Well, you, you know, as you say, you know, some of your experiences, but at the same time, you have to choose what you're going to take with you and you have to choose what you're going to chuck away. Correct. You know? Correct. I've, Absolutely. I've always, you know, you always look at all the experiences you have. And yes, you're the sum of your experiences, I believe. I, I really am sure. the sum of my experiences. Yes. You know, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's a couple of painful experiences that I really don't enjoy. But yeah, I'll Absolutely. go back to the one that really started this whole Absolutely. thing off was the matter of that the landscape business that I lost. Mm-hmm. So that day when you phoned me and said, hey, but you know, Pierre, look, we want to do this. In. Okay, fine. So it took a couple of months. Hmm. We still work. We did this and that. Eventually, it wound down to nothing. So mm-hmm. for three I think it was it was three months, four months. Mm-hmm. I played bomb. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> it was painful, and yeah. it wasn't painful because it was like mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. It's not that I do those type of things. It's a general rule, you know. Yeah. That's just me. That's I put my wife in the book. I know she's probably going to say, "Yeah, what are you saying?" <laughs> <laughs> you said and that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, I took my wife to book, and now she cooks better than I do. She cooks really well. But, and that's how we learn but Absolutely. at the same time you know we we uh we were in the first house still and you know that i think the, the 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 whole the stability thing was always at my wife you know really had a good job and she still does you know thank heavens for that and you know she's always been my my balancing scale 
in my uh, life. You know, you I'm have redeemed. You have redeemed yourself, friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the bull in the china shop, and she's she's the she's like kind of the balance, you know. So she'll tell me, well, Pierre, you really want to do that? Are you sure that's a good idea? And she'll like kind of, you know, start banging at my head saying listen you, you wake up but you, you want to do this are you really you know what and it, it makes me think that's, so, that's so, it amazing you know, so for, yeah so for three months i think it was mm-hmm. you know we in our previous landscape business we still did maintenance contracting and stuff like and contracting but people we part of our landscape would be well we want a wall in the design or we want a, mm-hmm. a, a fish pond or we want a water feature or we need a accent wall or we want you know something like that and that's all things that we do so i learned how to build from my friend you know because he was good at it and so i learned those and that that i didn't know i consulted books i consulted building specifications you name it yes and so but for three months and i still had a job going i wouldn't job but a, a client you know, owned a huge growing nursery in um you know how to best how to best put them they're still there Mm. Anyway, and he said, "Look, I've got a house that I that I live in, and I'd like you to design the garden for me." I said, "Okay." So that kept me going, kept me That's it. off the street, so to speak. Yes, anyway, kept the wolf. It kept the wolf from the door. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, very definitely. Yeah. But anyway, yes. so we did this, and so, but at the same time, you know, your mind is going, and you think, well, "Where the hell am I going to find another job? Where am I getting the next round? Where am I getting this? Where am I getting that?" And so, you know, obviously. You know, you you're in a, you're in a world of your own nonsense. You know, mm. I would relate something, but I won't because it's not uh, how do we say podcast worthy. <laughs> <laughs> not for public consumption. <laughs> no. Anyway, so you know, you, you, again, you, it comes down to the negativity mm. in the brain and what it tells you and what you're doing and how you're doing. It. So yes, I was doing these things, but at the same time, they ran out eventually. Yeah. So I sat out, and it was eventually hit me one afternoon. It, it took a while. It built it up. It wasn't just something that snapped into place automatically. It wasn't like that. It just yes. it took a while, and mm-hmm. it was just one day I woke up, and that was oh, it was bad. Yeah. And my wife, I, I can't remember if my wife was around or not. She was obviously work or whatever. And we didn't mm-hmm. work tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I sat in my study, and I bawled my eyes out proper. Sometimes that's needed, Pierre. Sometimes yeah, that's know, the watershed, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but you know, for for a, mm-hmm. for this, is a, this, this is me we're talking to. You know, no, this, yeah, the big red monster truck guy. No, what are you doing? This is just, and it was like kind of the first time, you know, I'd really let rip like that, and it that's was like, so I kind of realized, oh, and I seen a wall coming up. You know, you yeah. you, you know when you like. You realize your money's running out your house yes. needs to be paid your car needs to be well the cars i owned so i didn't have yeah. to pay any of that insurance yeah. needs to pay school needs to be paid food needs on the table yes the wife was helping and it was all good so we were able to make sure. it but in my mind that wall yeah. was a that car was approaching that wall at that maximum wall it was there That's was it. like to me it was like what do i do now and i just it wasn't the yeah. panic attack i just i just right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you gave vent oh, to your emotions oh, wow. We no, have you didn't know to, that's it and we have to give vent to those emotions i believe that it's only when we acknowledge those emotions that we actually get through it and the problem is too many of us red monster truck guys included tend to squish those emotions yes we well need to own them so there you go well done you can yeah <laughs> but you can't own them but the problem was that it became a little bit more than just owning the problem um, and, it, and it really became a bigger problem for me and yeah. i kind of like yeah Strangely enough, you know, my my it was my daughter, and my son. They needed to go to a, I think it was my my son. Yeah. We went to a, psych, a school, you know, a psychologist. 
to see, you know, how the kids were learning and if they were on the level they were supposed to be for the standard they were in. You know, that mm-hmm. everybody does it with their kids and so we did. Sure. And so there was a psychologist, this lady was a psychologist and she and she said, Well, I need to speak to the parents as well. So the kids went to play in the playroom next door to the to the, the psychologist's rooms, mm-hmm. as they do. And then she says, well, to my wife, no, you can go. Go have a look at them. She, she obviously picked up that there was something. Wow. Yes. And it was kind of like, you know, uh-huh. that, was, that was an hour later. Yeah. Okay. So but I that... spoke to her and I told her what the problem was and what. So anyway, another another. Well, I wouldn't say a venting session, but just, you know, mm-hmm. to get her, give her an idea. So, yeah. so she said it's kind of like affecting everybody. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it obviously was. I didn't see it. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that cut to the chase, basically, it was, okay, I'd hit the bottom, so to speak. Now, where to? And yes. I really, obviously, I'd never been without a job because yeah. I worked for 16 and a half years for NetBank and I got bored of the bank. So, mm, yeah. started my own business. I thought, oh, well, this never happened to me. Oh, really? Yes. Wakey, wakey, That's... funny guy. And mm-hmm. that's when it really hit me. Mm. Now you're out. Now you're out of a job. What do you do now? Mm. And finding another job was challenging, obviously. Yes. You know, you won't yes. go down that road. Still, you know why. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, you can't hold your circumstances. You know, you can't hold yourself to ransom for the circumstances you've got no control over. So, Correct. what do you do? Correct. You kind of pick yourself up, tie your bootstraps up, and say, "All right, big guy, what are you going to do now?" So, well. One of the, the chairman knew me in the comp- complex that I was staying in. He said, yeah, yeah, I see, you know, I used to do things around the house and I was always helping somebody with something. And he said, well, I've got one or two jobs around the complex we need doing, but we don't want to pay too much money because we haven't got a lot of money. But are you interested? We'll pay you for it. No problem. I said, mm, okay, well, it'll keep me kind of occupied. And we did the job. So I did the job. That's it. Really good. The guy's really happy because I'm, I'm a fastidious person. Quality, yes. neat, tidy. Yes. Nothing out of place. I don't like that type of thing. So anyway, so yeah. And then the managing agent came along and she and I, we got on pretty well at a point. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, I see what you're doing. We need somebody who's actually good at what he does and takes pride in his work and all that type of yada yada. So yeah, I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I'd think a little bit about it because, well, I never done my own business. Well, I had, but you know, I'd run into some, I had my own business, but I, I never mm-hmm. done it on my own. Correct. You know, I've never done everything on my own, but yes. I had all the experiences. I just had to put them all together. Yes. So people think that, you know, owning a business is like, Mm-hmm. must all be nicely packed in little boxes mm-hmm. and everything must be nice one two three four and nice in order and that's and then you start yes no. doesn't no. work that way right <laughs> you, you, you let the you let the you let the rubber hit the road and then you then you then you start to realize oh but i forgot that and, oh god i need this and, oh, what about <laughs> and so you, and you think well mm, that yes. grand scheme you had in your head about doing mm-hmm. this well there's no market for that and yes. change it and so yeah and this is what business is about so i learned that yeah, yeah. so i said to her okay i mean she mm-hmm. says all right all you have to do is to follow up on the quotes request. She says, I'm not going to say whether you get the job or not. That's not my purview. She says, I'm just giving you the leads. I'll yeah. give you the leads, what you do with them and how you do them. That's entirely up to you. If you don't get them, tough. Yes. I'm going to give you the lead. She says, do the jobs properly that you do get. Build your name up. She says, and I'm sure that it will work. That's and it. well, within the first nine months, I purchased a bucky with my, with my pension money from the bank. Mm. Uh, there was another problem in that one, but we won't say anything there. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, taught anyways, you, it taught you uh, something, no it doubt. It came with a couple of problems. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, it did. But anyway, so, so anyway, so that's how I started the business. And for the first nine months, I'd had one one guy with me and 
yeah, I made 60,000 bucks free in the bank. So came Christmas time, mm-hmm. I was on the top. I was in the pound seats again. I was That's back it. on top. I was feeling like me. Yes. But of course, you know, you, you constantly, I, I also felt that I didn't sleep very well over this, over those two years that I did this job. Sure. And the reason was because, yeah. you know, the staff are difficult to manage. Um, yeah. Also, it was a matter of, well, where do I find the next round? And yes. again, being inexperienced, not, not, seeing the signs not seeing the things that you wanted to see you know or, or needed to see or needed to pay attention again correct. i come back to the universe correct the universe will always tell you listen yeah you've got a whole lot of work i had a whole lot of work and i would then provide for the next month going forward the next lot of work yes. and i would schedule it and structure it. but there would be times in the year like december january yes. april april you know, yes <laughs> Those are the months where people go away and those mm. are the months where you don't get a whole lot. And those mm. are the months you're like, oh, do I have money now? And you don't. Okay. Or you do, but it's not so much. Or mm. there's problems. Or whatever. Mm. 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 As a business owner, you have to understand that there are, to my mind, there are certain signs you have to apply, you know, listen to. Yes. You know, and somebody said to me one day, you know, if you work hard at this and you do your job properly and your customers will always be there it, it might not be that they'll be there every day for the next so, year that they will always want to do stuff and that it'll always be you know but you always have work in the pipeline and you might have worked on a quote six months ago and all of a sudden it'll come to light correct right? but you know that's and that's it. where those things came out of it so i started to listen and learn over the years over the later year now over mm. this last year a couple of years before i started to learn that Again, don't push the issue. So if I didn't mm-hmm. have business, don't go out there and rattle and bang on every damn door you can find because eventually you're just wasting your time. Correct. And your energy. Work, that's it. Work the customers you have. Correct. They they're your best source. Yeah. You don't pay you don't pay advertising to them. You don't need advertising. All you Correct. do, all you need to do is have that relationship with them. All you need Absolutely. to do is I used to sometimes you say, No, Pierre, well, come and have a drink, come and have a coffee or whatever. Yeah. We need to talk. Oh, or one of the ladies would come into the complex. Mm-hmm. I see you doing this work, you know. I've been trying to have this ceiling fixed for so long. Would you mind mm-hmm. having a look at it? No, sure. And eventually end up in a quote. And if the quote was good enough, they'd yeah. do the job. And that's how my work would work. So I go into a complex, I do the work that the body corporate asked, and all of a sudden I'd have three or four other people come in and ask me the same questions. Yes. And so that's how my work would do. And so it's all about the relationships. That's and it. so at the end of the day, I found that, you know, not pushing the point, not trying to yes. you know, hammer it all the time. That's it. It started to get a bit better. And you know but what? Then, I think I think I'm taking a lesson out of that because that's something that I needed to hear today. You know, this year has started a bit of a, it's been a bit of a rocky start to this year. Lots of change strategies and and different ideas. And I am pushing doggedly at something and I needed to hear that. So thank you for that. So that was powerful. Yeah, I think, I think there you go. And that's the point of this podcast. Everyone can learn something from someone's story. And that to me is so powerful. You can, you know, I've always thought, well, when you asked me this whole thing and I thought, oh, I've got nothing to contribute to this little deal. And I didn't, I really didn't think I had, you know, mm-hmm. but in truth, you know, this, I've been to this, I've been down this road twice, you know, the last one, Absolutely. the last one was even worse than the previous mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Then I had a panic attack. At least I think it was, I just mm-hmm. got out of bed one morning. I got dressed and I sat on the end of the bed, tying up my shoelaces and I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I was like, I started crying and I just, that's it. I bawled uncontrollably and my wife mm-hmm. says, you need some help. Mm. You know, and so always, you know, you don't think that well. And I promised myself in the first time, this had never happened again to me. Never. Mm. I promised myself that I said I will not let this happen again. Yes. So again, 
You know, if somebody said to me, well, let's start another business. All of a sudden now, uh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I 10 times I hesitantly think about maybe Abs- not. Absolutely. But you have to think about these things. You have to do these because Correct. that's really... If you want to be rich, if you want to be wealthy, if you want to make it successful, well, successful in your mind. I don't know what you class as success. That's it. Versions of success, but Correct. at the end of the day, people say, "Hey, but you're hugely successful. Yeah. Look at your job. Look at what you've got. Yeah. Look at your family." Yes, yeah. I am. So, but in my puny mind up here, uh-huh. that is not where I want to be. That's I'm it. a couple of streets ahead. That's where I want to be. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I promised myself, you know, listen. So Fantastic. again, if people are thinking that, you know, that mm. well, this can't happen, it mm. can. Never Absolutely. discount that it can't. Correct. And never think to yourself, oh well, no, well, this, mm, what do I do now? No, that, yes, it. again, and I have to tell myself this too because my contract yes. comes up at the end of February, and I have to tell myself, Pierre, don't panic. You've got this. Absolutely. You've got people around you now that can help you. That can absolutely you. mind work, telling you to be positive, journal, That's do all it. these things. That's it. But yes. And hold to I the dream. Learned. There exactly. you go. But I have learned of all this. Correct. That if you're down and you're very down, eventually there's an up somewhere. It's like a stock market. I it agree. goes down, you're going to go up. So it has up. to come up. I agree. I agree. So I think my last question before we wrap. In a life of change, with all of the things that you've experienced, and there's been a lot of pain, there's been a lot of lessons, there's been a lot of growth, there's been a lot of good too. Is there anything that you regret? Yo, is any I regret, man? I would say there was be there could be a book I could fill with it. No, there's not actually. There's <laughs> not a book I could fill with it. But if I really sat down and thought about it truthfully, in other words, I didn't lie to myself. Um, I don't know if it's really a regret. Um, I think it's more of a, it's more of a. Well, I would like to. Have I, have I, I wouldn't say have I got the money. No, it's not that. I would like to have gone to university to experience the university life. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I think I'd, I, I think I'd second that. And it's not so much a regret, it's a lost opportunity. Yes. So it's, I can still yes. do that. It's not that. But now I'm 50. But we can, we, can, we can never do student life and res life, friend. Oh, we are no, past never. that. <laughs> Exactly. But the point is, you know, I always looked upon, you know, my wife has two degrees and I always looked how hard she worked, you know, and I look at it. Yeah, I've got a lot of, I've got a diploma and I've got this and that and I've got a lot of old work experience. Mm. I could probably run rings around some people with degrees that are equivalent. But I've always found that a degree person seems to have a little bit more, Mm. I don't know, sway, I would say, you know, that has a little bit more. I hear you. Behind the bat, so to speak. I hear you, but as a fellow non-degreed person, what? I'm going to I'm going to say that is our um, perception. In, it's our inadequacies manifesting. It's almost Probably. like we we put these degreed people on this pedestal, and we almost wish we were like them. I don't think I'm, I would. Have, I don't think I want to be like them. I just mm. I just I, would, you know, I, would, I just I find that sometimes I look at it and I think you know. I was mm. saying to somebody yesterday, one of my colleagues. I said, you know, all the facility management I do, I run this huge building in, in, in Accra, and I've run now three luxury high-rise buildings, mm-hmm. and they average 300 apartments. And I can do this in my sleep. Really, I can. It's not mm-hmm. difficult. It's quite easy, yeah. actually. And everybody asks me, so how do you see all, how do you know all this? And how do you, and I said, well, 12 years of hard work. Absolutely. I said, if I didn't know it, I picked up a book, I went to somebody, Absolutely. I learned, and this is how I go. But uh, at That's the same it. time, you know, I'd like to, I do have something that can say, well, listen, you know, here it is. 
Mm, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I just, I don't know what it is. It's just the something that's in me that says, well, I hear you. Then somebody said to me the other day, I said to him, I don't know. It's not that I keep telling myself I'm not good enough. Mm. Somebody said to me, you know what? Stop telling yourself you're not good. You're not good enough because you are. You don't need that degree. You don't need all that bull. You actually I, can do that. I'm going to conquer. As someone who's worked with you, I am going to conquer. You are a brilliant facilities manager, and I believe it's because of the road you've walked. Yeah, I'm going Thank to. You. I am going to close off our session. Thank you so much. It's been amazing chatting to you. We could chat Thanks forever, for but yeah, I think this has been very valuable. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.